Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Good morning, good people. Welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am your host, Will. Damn, that Cowboys defense sure look good. Still, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I like how they look. We're going to talk about it, man. We're going to talk about it today. Coming up, man, we'll talk about how impressive that defense was and what unit was most impressive. Uh, some standouts from the game, right? And, of course, we'll hit the morning roundup. Phone lines. Phone lines will be open, of course. But once again, I am Will Skywalker Steel. Follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Steel for all things Dallas Cowboys. Follow A to Z Sports on Twitter as well, A to Z Sports Dallas. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those good things. Oh, what's going on? Good morning, everybody. We got East. Uh, we got the hater. I'm not going to shout the hater first. Shout out to Ready Red in the building. Logan C. Nicks, John Roberts. Mac, Woodward, Lewis, Stevie Mac, the mod, God, Adrian, Jerry, my lady, Michelle, Robbie. Hey, Robbie, we got you now, man. We in here. C. Burleson, Iceberg Q, Carlos Holloway, and the many, many more that will be coming through. Y'all know how we do. Let me turn this down here. Sorry, guys. Probably like, what's that echo? All right, man. Listen, I was at that game on Saturday, and for the most part, I enjoyed myself. Like, 99% of the time, I was enjoying myself. But then it was that one guy, you know, Ben DiNucci, that just kept pulling me back <laughs> from enjoyment. But other than that, uh, I thought it was a, an impressive game from the Cowboys. And I want to hear from you guys. So uh, don't be hesitant to call in 351-999-3787. We'll try to get you guys in uh, the Pulse of the Nation later on in the show to hear what you have to say. That way you don't got to just listen to me blabber all day, right? Who wants to do that? But... How are you guys doing this morning, man? How you guys doing? Mac says, say it with your chest. Yeah. Ain't really much to say, Mac. I mean, Ben DiNucci is, you know, he's uh, basically a camp body right now moving forward. Uh, the, the real competition is between Rush and um, Gilbert, which we'll talk about that here in the show uh, after the first word. But I'm not going to dive too much. DiNucci is what he is. He is what he is. We'll talk about it, Adrian. He says, uh, Cooper Rush to back up. Uh, the cut, the cut looking clean, Scott. Pre- thank you, uh, Lewis. Appreciate it, but it's actually an old cut. I, I just try to keep up the maintenance, you know. Try to keep up the maintenance. Um, all right, guys, let's hop right into the morning roundup because there was some interesting things that came out of the game and and outside of the game as well. We're talking about Adam Schefter. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. All right. Adam Schefter. Schefter. Shefty. 
I like Adam Schefter, man, but he dropped, I don't know, call it a bombshell or whatever, man, but he, he's a reputable, like, like, he's respected. So when Adam Schefter comes out and he talks about Dak Prescott may not be 100%, blah, 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 and the whole entire national media runs with it, you got to kind of say, all right, what's going on here? So Tom Palacero, who obviously saw that and is close to the Cowboys and close to the Dak Prescott situation, another respectable insider, came out and had this to say on Twitter. Dak Prescott's shoulder has had absolutely no setbacks, he quotes, in his rehab, and he remains on track to start September 9th against the Bucks. per source. Prescott could have played versus Houston, but no point in risking anything in preseason. Exactly. Dallas has been extremely cautious to avoid setbacks, and doctors feel good about Dak's progress. Plan is to ramp him up in practice workload again next week, meaning this week, then cut him loose the week of the opener. Dak told me recently, there's no doubt he'll be 100% in week one and all season. Now, he he can't guarantee he's going to be 100% all season, but... I, you know, I was trying to find the words for this situation because half of me is saying, listen, y'all, this is just, he has a star on his helmet. It's Cowboys. You say anything about Dallas, it'll generate clicks. Clearly, that's what happened with the whole Florio thing. I think he ran with it, and so did Bleacher Report. I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong here, y'all, I feel like they use this as clickbait. I feel like they use this as clickbait. If you've been paying attention to Dallas, you've been paying attention to those in the know down there, This has kind of been the norm with Dak Prescott. They're not going to let him play. (laughs) They're taking things slowly, but he's throwing fine. In fact, he threw the rock like 50-something times prior to the game. And I lied to you guys not. I tried to get in there earlier just to see Dak throw a lot of these throws. But he came out prior to the fans being allowed to come into the game. But as soon as they opened the doors, we were some of the first ones in there, got in there, and I I got to catch Dak throw a little bit. And I posted some on A to Z's, I believe I did, uh, A to Z Dallas Instagram. That's, that's fine in the sense of throwing. I don't think his shoulder, there is any issues with his shoulder at this point. Now, later on down the line, we'll see. So, he's on track. I wouldn't fret about him being on track. Y'all know my situation with the whole week one thing. But at this point, I'm coming around to the fact that he'll be rusty in that first half, maybe first game. But it's the long haul. It's not the short-term effect thing that we're worried about. Am I right about that? It's a long haul we should be worried about. We should not worried, but we should be cautioning ourselves with Dak Prescott. We, we want to save him for the long haul, not really kind of ramp him up and make him throw in preseason against Houston. I mean, I don't care about preseason. I care about week one and beyond. What's up, Chris? Lewis says, it was blown out of proportion. Good morning, Miss Jackie. How are you? Asmodeus in the building. MD87 says we should have signed somebody if he was hurt, or we would have signed somebody if he was hurt, period. I like, I'm with you on that. I've, I've been seeing that floating around too. If it was that serious, I'm pretty sure they would have won out and sign, uh, signed a quarterback or traded for a quarterback if it was a serious injury um, long term. Primetime says, I don't believe it unless Jane Slater's reporting it. Well, we should always kind of do our own due diligence, even with those close to the team. But Jane also piggybacked off of Tom and said, yeah, this is what I'm hearing too. So, you know, I feel like 
I know Schefter and other people have contacts, but at the end of the day, they're still far removed from what's actually going on in Dallas. So I'm with you. I try to stay closer to or take reporters and insiders more serious that are closer to Dallas. I just do. Um, Rabbi, I got to look into that, but you know what? I think I, met, I, I, I think I uh, wanted to put down the cash app down there. Rabbi, I got to look into the uh, donation situation. All right, and then Quinn. Quinn is in COVID protocol, guys. That was a surprise, and I had tweeted out not just Quinn, right, but Carlos Watkins as well. They left about an hour or so before the game in Houston. So I had tweeted out, Osa starting, because I thought he was just, you know, he got the nod. But I wonder if he got the nod due to... Carlos Watkins being out. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just unfortunate for Carlos Watkins because Osa is a beast. And we'll talk about him later today, probably an extra point and later on. Um, but so Joe Witt Jr. called the game, y'all. If you didn't know, some people weren't sure what was going on. Hell, some of the players didn't even know that Dan Quinn was out due to COVID. We're still going to dig on that. We're, you know, I'm pretty sure McCarthy will come out today and let us know how long Quinn will be out. Hopefully, he's back for the uh, preseason opener. Um, I'm sorry, the season opener, which I'm sure he will be. It's some odd weeks from now. But Joe Witt did he did his thing? He did his thing. Yes, Miss Jackie. I I I don't think I saw you either, or you would have came up. I'm pretty sure we would have spoke, but was there. But nonetheless, Joe Witt Jr. So aside from that red zone fumble touchdown situation with Garrett Gilbert, I thought that the defense was outstanding. Yeah, Lewis says Joe did pretty good. I'm with you. I'm with you. Scott over at Facebook. Shout out to Facebook in the building to Mark and Scott and the many more. Uh, It says, how much ring rust does Dak have? Yeah, it'll be some rust. It'll be some rust. But so the Cowboys only gave up. Three points, I believe, with the starting defense. I mean, okay, let's not say three points. They got us. They scored a touchdown. Aside from that touchdown, <laughs> which the fumble from Gilbert put them in a red zone. That really wasn't a great, a great drive. But they didn't have to drive long. Aside from that, they gave up three points, I believe, less than a hundred yards. And in totality, I don't think the Texans converted. Correct me if I'm wrong. Converted a third down all game. And, you know, it's preseason. It's the Texans. I get it. But, again, we talked about this on Friday. I'd much rather my defense look sharper, you know, giving up 13 points, 0 for 10 on third downs, than giving up 40 points in preseason and 100% (laughs) conversion on third down. You know what I mean? So, yes, take it with a grain of salt, but also feel encouraged on what you're seeing statistically and what you're seeing with your eyes. And we'll talk about that later. Because what we're seeing with our eyes, this is a different defense. Paul Smiler says four turnovers are the reason for losing. Yeah, I'm not so much caught up in the winning or losing, Paul. Um, but that is absolutely the reason why they lost. Ben DiNucci. And he also says no third down conversions were converted. Yeah. Yeah. We MD. We're going to give Jabril Cox some love later in, this, in the uh, show. Probably block two of the show. We'll talk about that. All right, and then honestly, the most important thing that came out of, in my opinion, that came out of the game 
on Friday or Saturday was there were no injuries. Mike McCarthy came out and said there are no injuries to be reported following that game. And we understand that we, we saw that Randy Gregory kind of got dinged up there, but he was fine. Uh, he did an interview during the game. He was fine. And this is important because now we're going into the home stretch of uh, preseason. We did get a chance to see our starting offensive line in there. Uh, nobody got hurt, right? No Zach Martin, no Tyron Smith, no Lyle Collins. Everybody came out clean. Um, even Connor Williams played well into the second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that honestly is the biggest thing to come out of this game. And I'm like this every game. I think we've talked about it before. You want to get out of these preseason games feeling good health-wise and, and getting some tape that you can either criticize or build off of. And I think we're seeing that with the defense in the preseason. I, I watch tape. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Let's come back here. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I went back, watched the tape. I didn't watch a single entire series on the offensive side of the ball. Not a single one. Here's why. No Dak Prescott, obviously. No Ezekiel Elliott. The receiver, look, C.D. Lamb, he's C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper is Amari Cooper. Gallup is Gallup. They both, Gallup and C.D. Lamb made two impressive catches. I remember that being there. Um, I also remember this. Garrett Gilbert had a shot in, in the first possession of the game. He had a shot to hit Coop for about a 70 or 80-yard touchdown pass. But he's Garrett Gilbert. He, he just doesn't seem to want to let it loose in this preseason. And I think it, it, it cost him because if he gets off to that good start, we're not talking about this situation. So the only thing I will say about the first-team offense is Lyle Collins. Uh, I don't really want to give that one sack, the sack fumble, to Lyle because he did push in a sense, he guided the defensive end and made him go all the way around to get to the quarterback. And Garrett Gilbert has to either step up and run or step up and throw. You can't hold the ball forever. Um, but it seemed to be a little bit of rust with Lyle. But I'm not I'm not worried about Lyle. And I'm not here to scare you guys into worrying about Lyle. You know, he's fine. But I really didn't much care about the first team offense against the Houston Texans. I, I, I did. I'll tell you this, number 94 for Houston, though. Whew. He was giving the Cowboys fits. That second, that second team, man, whoever 94 is, if he gets cut loose, I'm not sure. I don't know Houston's team like that. But Eastside, maybe you can tell me who, who 94 is on your squad. But he's pretty damn good. He's pretty good. Nuke says, not worried about this offense. I'm not either. Uh, Miss Jackie says, I'm an amen, Skywalker. I agree with you on double G. Yeah, double G held on to that rock, and he gave up the sack. He also, second sack, same thing. You know, he was terrible. It was terrible. Now, was he as bad as Ben DiNucci? No, he wasn't as bad as DiNucci, man. Um, but let's actually, Miss Jackie, we'll talk about the linebackers later. But let's let's get into the first word where Mike McCarthy actually talks about the quarterback situation because that's what everybody was talking about coming out offensively. It really wasn't about anything else. It was about hey, why'd you pull Nooch so fast? I'm sorry, why'd you pull Gilbert so fast? Because that registered to me pretty quickly. And um, how'd you think Cooper did? Because he's one of my standouts. So let's get into the first word. Did you take out Gilbert earlier than planned? Well, uh, just 
the thing with really Garrett and Cooper, we wanted to give them a more of a balanced uh, opportunity, and you know Garrett's had more opportunities uh, to Cooper uh, to going into the game. So uh, the goal is to give Cooper a little more than Garrett. Can you assess how they did both of them? Uh, you, know, you know, Garrett with the turnover, you know, and just didn't and had to have the conversion on the on the on the second series. So you know, it was obviously not his best night. Um, I thought Cooper did a really good job managing the game. Kept us in clean plays, you know, handled the, the, the checks and the alerts um, very well, and you know, obviously led the team on two drives. So uh, I thought Cooper had a nice quarter and a half of work. Randy Cooper Gregory. Made, made, Cooper kind of made a change of mind a little bit about Garrett being the number two guy. Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, these, you know, we're getting down to crunch time here. You know, it's it's, it's time to start making some decisions, and you know, we got you know, frankly, we we got a. Tough couple of days ahead of us, you know, going down to 80, going to the last game. That's that's going that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for everybody in the league. So, um, but I'm all the way across the board, I'm, I'm answering the whole roster question. But you know, so yeah, that's just all part of that thinking. So they asked him, "Did Cooper Rush change your mind?" Because let's just be real, coming into this game, it felt like it was all Garrett Gilbert. And just stick with me here real quick, because I got to thinking about this until I saw a tweet that, that, that showed Garrett Gilbert's possessions. None of them resulted in a touchdown this preseason. Uh, it's been like field goal, missed field goal, punt, yards, two touchdowns, 139 quarterback rating. Clearly the offensive player of the game, right? So the question I have to ask you guys, is the QB2 battle over? The QB2 battle, is it over? And who is your QB2 right now? Obviously, I think a lot of you guys are going to go Cooper Rush, and I want to hear what you have to say. I, my my answer may surprise you. I'll see if somebody actually uh, drops my answer in the in the chat here. But is the QB two battle over? And is it Cooper Rush, or who is your QB two right now? Clearly, it's not Ben DiNucci. Again, we're not going to spend time on it. Um, Garrett Gilbert was pulled after I believe eight. I don't even know if he threw eight passes. I mean, eight snaps. I mean, Garrett Gilbert was just not in there that long. But we we got a chance, like he said, to see him the, the previous two games. Really wasn't impressive. We're caught in a loop situation. Talking about me or are we good? What's going on, Professor O? Got Professor O in the building. April says, find someone else, free agent. Gilbert is my number two, says Rika. Neither are my QB2. Give each player a half this next game. Thank you, C. Cooper should be uh, farther ahead since he's been in the league longer, but doesn't look like it. Primetime, he hasn't really... I mean, Garrett Gilbert's been around the league, so I wouldn't utilize that as, as a crutch for him, honestly, primetime. Adrian says, need that last game. Adrian, if we need the last game, we don't have an answer. And I've seen a couple people in there. My answer is the QB2 battle over? I'm obviously not. And who is your QB2 right now? If it was up to me, they're not on the team. They're not on the team. Listen, I got to give them a round of applause. Good job, Cooper. You, you, you played your butt off, man. You played your butt off. Stand to know. Stand to know. Uh, let me know if my audio is cutting out, guys, or is it just one or two people? Uh, but nonetheless, standing ovation to to Cooper Rush. He looked good. 
you know. But I still don't think this guy is is legitimate. Is it is it recency bias that may have people kind of all on Cooper Rush? Maybe because he looked good. I still doubt his arm. I still think it's not quite an NFL arm. And we talked about this a few weeks back. I said there's only a few dudes who have a noodle arm of sorts or a weaker arm. And Chad Pennington's right. They're super accurate, super smart, intelligent starter material. I don't view, I don't view Cooper Rush as that guy. Um, however, his confidence is gaining. He started to let loose a little bit the last two games with the touchdown pass to uh, Seth Wilson. Great pass. To the pass of my guy, Blake Jarwin, up the seams. That, that play is going to be so important to make as a quarterback, especially if that goes down, because – that that play is going to be there. There was a lot of single high that Houston was coming out. And every time they came out, I kept saying, please. This was at the beginning of the game. I said, Gilbert, somebody's one-on-one on the outside. Please just look over, understand the defense. Re- you have to be able to read it in two seconds after the snap, right? And go to the guy one-on-one. Just throw it up. Just throw it up. And he, he missed some opportunities. Not Cooper, but Gilbert was the guy at the beginning of the game. Cooper Rush, he did that. He saw single, he saw too high, not the single. I saw too high, and he said, "Oh, I got Jarwin up the middle." Yeah, drilled it there and had a, about a twenty-five yard gain to Blake Jarwin. I think you're going to see that in, in the season, and we need to see our backups be able to make that pass. And you know, Garrett Gilbert wasn't doing it. All right, so audio is good. All right, thank you. Yeah, John, Jarwin, he says Jarwin's pass was a pro pass. That that was honestly might have been his best throw of the game. I know to say it will was a nice one and the other touchdown was a nice one. But but that I like that one because you you had to you had to have some confidence and you had to have some zip. You can't float that thing to him. You float it to him, it's gonna get picked. So I mean I give Cooper Rush his props, but I'm still not impressed. Am I wrong? Am I am I too hard on Cooper Rush here? I yeah. I had this conversation, I think, with a person in the stands. I said, me personally. Oh, no, actually, it was with Jeff Cavanaugh. I said, me personally, I'd much rather have a backup quarterback that is more similar to your starter or, in general, just a mobile guy. A guy who teams can't prepare for when they get in there because if if stuff breaks down, they can run around, get a first down, touchdown, make a big play. They don't have to be super accurate. They don't have to be... Uh, Dak Prescott arm. They just have to be able to make something happen when things break down. I don't think we have that as a backups. I don't think we have that as backups. Um, let's get a call up in here. 713. I wonder if this is Eastside. What's going on? Yes. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? It is Eastside. What up, man? Long time. No speak. Oh, man. You know, you know, I touch base <laughs> with you, man. Just see how things are going, man. Uh, you, you feel good about your squad? I do. We'll we'll talk later about why I feel good about them. It's it's not even the offense; mm. it's the defense. Some different things oh. happening over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Texas had a both turnovers. I mean, they defense didn't look too bad. You know, but you know, yeah, they had four. They man, had like, they had four turnovers, right? And and I'll give you the first one that 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 strip one, but. Ben DiNucci's our, our fourth quarterback with only three quarterbacks on the team, if you know what I mean. No, I'm not really going to blame it all on Ben DiNucci. Hey, that uh, that starting offensive line was out there. 
they they were getting pressured and 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 Texas was getting sex also. So hey, you know. Um, the, the the one sack was because Gilbert. You can't hold the ball for five seconds in this league. You know that East Side, like you can't. He had a clear. I mean, he had so much room in front of him, so it was a good block. It was blocked up very well. He stepped up clean, no problems. Gilbert's got to let go of the ball. You can't step up, step up, keep stepping up without taking off or throwing a rock. So, I will give you the one sack. I'm not going to give you that strip sack though. I, that, that was on Gilbert. Well, uh, looks like your quarterback's gonna miss all the preseason. He uh, missed m- majority of last season, and and he got the defending champs week one. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's it's. Listen, I'm not I'm not drinking all the Kool Aid week one like a lot of people. I think week ones there may be some rust. I'm 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 actually coming around mm-hmm. to being like, listen, Will, don't even. Don't even try to sweat about team practice and all this stuff. It is what it is. They're they're being cautious. He's let's just be real. I don't care how much Kool Aid you're drinking. When you haven't played NFL football against an opposing defense essentially since October of 2020, you're gonna be rusty. And you know, all the way until September, you're gonna be rusty. It is what it is. He'll have to work through some rust, and I think Dak will work through it because he's a hard worker. Number one, um, he's mentally going to be prepared, um, and he's not physically disabled you know what i mean his ankle's fine his arm is fine he's just is gonna have to get through some rust that's all oh steve mack i never run away sir i'm always around everybody that was looking for me i can't find him no more but you know hey <laughs> for those that don't know Still, I'll just but, back with you brother i'm glad you're in texas maybe when you come down to houston you can see the real texas but uh hey brother's good uh touching base with you man keep doing your thing thank you good sir uh Try not to be the loser, but hey, yeah. man, I know you got a job to do, so have Pre- a good day. You too, brother. Have a good one, Eastside. I always appreciate Eastside calling in. Not too many, not too many haters just call into the show. Yeah, you know when we get a lot of, I hate to use the term haters. I don't do that to y'all. Uh, detractors or what have you calling to the show was back when the Dak situation was going on and there wasn't a contract. All the anti-DAC people would, would call in, and I loved it because they would call in with so much emotion, and I would just spit facts to them, and, and they'd be like, oh, you know what? You know what? You, you all right, Sky. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not trying to argue with you, man. I'm just telling you what it is. So uh, salute to the hater. Always appreciate him calling in. We got one more? Okay, we got another one here. 843, what it is, what it do? Or hang up, 843. <laughs> All right, so Cooper Rush looked good. Uh, we'll we'll close it on this. Okay. Like Larry Davis says, okay. Not sold. Still skeptical. Who else looked good for y'all? For me, it was Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson. Speaking offensively, y'all probably like, how are you going to talk about the domination of the defense? We'll get there. But Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson, we want to talk about quarterback. We want to talk about battles being over. I tell you, it's over, done with, wipe your hands. And that's wide receiver four and five. That is closed. Any any doubts about Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson need, should have been, but they need to be closed. At the beginning of camp, Sed got the uh, the tender, roughly about $2 million. 
I believe Noah also got a tender worth roughly about $2 million. So it was easy to say, oh, hey, they may get cut. You could cut them and save money. My head, the whole entire time, I'm saying, ah, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, if your objective is to be the best you can be in 2021, why would you cut two proven players on this team? And, yes, I know they have not had 100 receptions and 10 touchdowns or whatever. They are proven. They are proven to make plays when their number has been called upon. They are veterans in this league, yet still young. Young veterans, as we like to call them. So, I'm not touching Noah Brown or Cedric Wilson. That was never a, a thing for me anyway, but there was a lot of talk, right? Like, I like Simi Fehoko. It was always a wait-and-see approach. Hell, I even made a video. Could this potentially be the Gallup replacement in the next two or three ne- next year or two years from now? Because Gallup probably not going to be back. Not yet. Simi not ready yet. Simi not ready yet, and that's Okay. Because Cowboys will be fine with Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson as your wide receiver four and five. He had an amazing catch in the back of the end zone, coupled by a good throw from uh, Cooper Rush. So, you know, give props to Cooper Rush on that. But I think Cedric Wilson is looking very comfortable both in the slot and on the outside. He, he's really showing that versatility that he's worked on. Uh, we had Cedric on the show last year sometime. Um, compliments to Coach Bird, who, who works with him, and Michael Gallup. Uh, so far this offseason or this preseason, he's played 36 snaps out wide and 22 snaps in the slot. I thought in 2019 you started to see Cedric Wilson being used in the slot more, and I think he gives that second unit of wide receivers a little bit of a spark because he can play inside. We don't really have that guy, right? Like, there's really not a guy. The Cowboys don't have that guy that can go inside in that second uh, that second unit. No, no, Brown's not that guy. He's a boundary wide receiver. And, I, and he plays it well. I think you're seeing Noah Brown come around as an all-around wide receiver, showing strong hands. He's been tough. He's not just your, your blocking wide receiver anymore. So how y'all feel about Noah and how y'all feel about Sid? B. Bird. He says, Noah Brown has shown you had the Jason Garrett regime, how bad the Jason Garrett regime was. Yeah, that was awful how they did Noah Brown back then. What, what they did, y'all, for those who may not remember, Noah Brown was essentially a big, a big old wide receiver tight end they'd bring him in they'd motion motion him in and they'd run the ball and there's one play and y'all know where i'm about to what i'm about to talk about that pretty much epitomizes his entire tenure during the jason garrett era fourth and one divisional round playoff in la against the rams big fourth and one play they bring noah brown in the game they motion noah brown in and they run a halfback dive right behind or right in front of uh, Nadamik and Sue, and he just crushed it. So that was his career up until last year or 2019, probably last year. So shout out to him. Says, <laughs> Stevie says, said may be our QB too. John says, give Simi one off season. Yeah, I wouldn't cut Simi unless you're dead set on using that position for something else. I would keep him. All right, let's hit the lines. Uh, eight four three. We got you back. Yes, sir. My bad. Uh, my phone died, but I am back. It's all good, brother. All right, man. So, I, quick question. I appreciate the show. I watch. I'm. I watch all the time. The first time calling in. But thank you. Um, I know you're gonna get to the defense, but my question is: Do you think that Bossman Fat is 
a true upgrade over um, Anthony Brown. Um, to me, it's like they're the same person. Remembering back when Anthony Brown first came into uh, the league, we kind of tore it up at the beginning of the league. Mm. I mean, beginning of that year, and then you know, kind of faded after that. Uh, what, do you think Boston FF will have the same trajectory or a higher trajectory? I think his ceiling is higher, right? Like, I think he's a more talented player. It's just, and I know we get on Anthony Brown, but when you're in the league for six years and you're not an absolute travesty, right, at at cornerback, I can get why a team would want him on the roster. But me personally, I'm just, I'm, I'm on the train of just let boss man catch his lumps. Just let him get in there and catch his lumps because the sooner he's able to learn from his mistakes, the sooner he'll be better than Anthony Brown if he's not already. It, it's it's hard to say so because he's let's just be real, right? He's had a pretty quiet preseason. It, it's it's been quiet. It, it hasn't been it hasn't been spectacular, but it hasn't been bad. Uh, but Anthony Brown has the trust of the coaches because he's a six year pro who who hasn't had a bad preseason slash camp so do I think he's do I think he's going to be better than Anthony Brown I do because I think he's more talented than him I mean look at his draft pedigree just look at his traits but this does not surprise me we'll talk about it later that that Anthony Brown's going to be your starter all right man I appreciate the question I mean appreciate you taking my question man yeah no problem man appreciate you calling in no problem have a good rest of your show man you too have a good day uh five four zero what it is what it do Five four oh, you there? Uh oh, turn your house down. Five four oh, going once, going twice. So to two oh five, two oh five. What it is? What it do? Welcome to the show. What's up, Skywalker baby? <laughs> What's going on, Uncle Charles? Man, it's been a long time, bro. It has, man. Man, I'm so proud of you, bro. But I know you don't switch up your times and everything. I know yeah. you don't improve your uh, improve your, uh, your your program and everything. But I told you, I told you, Skywalker, from where you started to where you at now, bro. We're all proud of you, and we all got your back. Thank and you, man. We look, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I really do, Uncle Charles. Well, You've definitely been there from day one. Yeah, man. But let me tell you. Let me give me give me a comment because I, I know your man on the move. Let me play, explain something to you. Yep. If we got to decide on who the backup quarterback going to be, that means we ain't got no backup quarterback. That means we ain't got not now. Now, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Not, not make now. A move, make, make a move right now. Don't sit back until you ain't got but a midget left to, to, to sign for a couple calls. Because I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be damn intriguing. You go back there and you got Popeye trying to quarterback at his second string. <laughs> it's not going to work. We need a legitimate backup veteran quarterback. Bring him in for a cup of coffee. Do you think, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we can go out and get a veteran? He ain't got to be lights out, but a guy that's a journeyman, been around a while. Hey, he can win you two ball games. Do you think we need to bring a guy in like that? I thought we needed to, the Cowboys needed to bring a guy in like that months ago. You know what I mean? Like, why why wait? I mean, we were August 23rd. There's a game in two and a half weeks or so. Um, so if you bring a guy in, it could be reminiscent of 2015. Do you guys remember in 2015, Tony went down week two. Cowboys were 
flustered in quarterbacks and went out and traded for Matt Castle. Matt Castle was obviously going to be the guy, but he wasn't ready for about two or three weeks. So so they rolled with uh, Brandon Whedon. So maybe they could go back into that well if, if they feel as though they really need a backup quarterback. But I, I really thought the time to bring in a backup was weeks ago. Weeks ago. Weeks ago. Yeah. But see, that's the problem with the Cowboys. We wait to the last minute to do everything. And then when we do it, we don't get the results we need from it because we wait too doggone long. And I'm going to just say this in, uh, uh, say this in closing. This will reflect uh, uh, the Cowboys in many ways. Now, let me explain something to you. Mm. you uh, this gentleman here, he, uh, he was a circus trainer, and he had a little uh, pig, a little uh, tiger. His name was Willie. And Willie grew up, he did everything with Willie, and Willie uh, became a full bigger title. Well, one evening he decided to go in there and go in there and get him some steaks out the refrigerator after he don't left Willie there all day, going chasing some woman. All right? He said, Willie, I got your food. Put his hand in there, and Willie bit all his fingers off like some chicken nuggets. <laughs> well, thank God that the neighbor was next door, his friend. He knocked on the door. He said, hey, man, you need some help. You need some help. He said, man, I can't open the door. He noticed that he was hurt real bad. Well, Bob, when he had his rehab, his friend went to pick him up, take him home, set him on the couch. He said, Bob, now that you can't get in animals no more, or you can take care of animals more, and you can't work in the circus no more, what are you going to do? He said, I don't know. He said, well, maybe you need to get into boxing. He said, man, really? He said, all you got to do is stick them nails in them boxing gloves. And that's my call, man. I'll talk to you <laughs> later, bro, and I love you, bro. Later too long. Thank you, man. Appreciate you as always. <laughs> Uh, have a yeah, good day, man. Have a good day. Listen, let me let me tell you something about Unk. Not too many people can tell a story like him. Not too many people can tell a story like Unk, man. Woo! Uh, Prior Time says, uh, this is a different regime. With them addressing the safety at least a bit gives you hope that they will address the issue as well. I, but they didn't know, Prime. That's my only thing. Like, don't you think they would have, if you really wanted to address a backup situation, you would have done that long ago? I mean, you should have done that long ago, in my opinion. You should have done that long ago because Garrett Gilbert, and we talked about this at the top of the, the opening of this entire A to Z Sports Prime, uh, A to Z Sports Live morning show. I was concerned. I wasn't all the way sold on Garrett Gilbert's one game. It was one game. 40 passes in the entire NFL, something like that. That's not enough. When you have veteran backup quarterbacks that have multiple starts, multiple passes in this league are better and we're just going to sit on Cooper Rush and Ben DiNucci and, and Gary Gilbert. So, no, nah, man. No. Uh, who's available? I, I don't necessarily know who's available in regards to uh, free agency. My whole thing, y'all know, I'm going to keep bringing them up. I don't care. Gardner Minshew. Hell. You could have got Fitzpatrick in the offseason. You could have got Marcus Mariota for $3.5 million in the offseason. But Stephen Jones doesn't want to pay money to the backup quarterbacks, maybe because he got bit last year with Andy Dalton, which really was like $3 million. I, you know, I can't really – I don't understand it. I feel like they don't really know what they want to do back there. One year, they go get an Andy Dalton. Next year, oh, we're, we're scared to get an Andy Dalton type because of what happened. I don't like that scared mentality. So if that's their whole, if that's their reason, it's a bad reason. Two four eight, I believe. Two four eight. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? It's Matt again. 
What's up, Matt? I, I got I got to talk about this Dak McCoy situation. Sure, sure. You know what we should have done last year when 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 Dak went down? We should have freaking tanked. Having some nobody run out there and try and win you some games for no freaking reason. I I I, I could I I was screaming at the television all year last year, just so hoping they so would. Matt, we're we're going to go back to the tank thing right now. You don't think it worked out? I understand that you know. What what worked out? You got Micah Parsons in round one. What more did? What do you want? Sure, you got. There's yeah, but there's there's also uh, you know x many number of round one picks that could have just been as good, right? So I'm, I'm not saying anything's wrong with Micah Parsons. You could have picked Micah Parsons at number seven if you wanted to. You could have picked him anywhere. So so right? what? What was so tank? It's not where you pick Micah Parsons. All right. What it, why pay back a quarterback? But None what is tanking? None of them are going to win you playoff games. None of them are going to win you a Super Bowl. Who cares? But what was tanking going to do for the backup quarterback situation in 2021 is what I'm trying to get at. No. In, in, 2020, in 2021, it has nothing to do with last year, right? I'm saying if Dak, for whatever reason, misses more than three weeks, your season's over anyways. It doesn't matter. Sure. But but I'm saying what is what is tank? what was tanking last year – how was that going to fix or help the backup quarterback situation? I'm trying to I'm trying to correlate the two. I'm trying to see where you're getting at with we should have just tanked I'm, last year. I mean, what I'm saying, they organically what I'm saying, tanked there's last no year. Out, there's no reason to go out and sign anybody. There's no reason to trade for anybody. Oh, not, okay. If he's better than if he's better than Gary Gilbert, it's barely. Okay. The All reason right. he isn't going anywhere is because they don't know if Lawrence is going to be any good. Or if he gets hurt, they're going to have Minshew or whatever. What I'm saying is, there's no reason to go get a backup. Backups are not useful. They're not going to win you a bunch of games unless they're Garoppolo and Brissett for the for the for freaking Bill Belichick that that actually win games. No other backups come in and win consistently. <laughs> so hey, Matt, Matt, why Matt, are we do why are we why are we having this conversation about Matt, a backup quarterback? Here's why we're having this conversation because I truly Stop, believe that they can matter. Okay, and completely ignoring the situation can end up derailing your season. You I, listen. You're right. If we if that goes down for an extended period of time, the odds of a backup quarterback coming in here and leading your team to a Super Bowl are pretty slim. I mean, you'll get the lucky, you know, was it Jeff? Was it uh, Hostetler or whatever the cat from from uh, New York? You get the Nick Foles, right, or the Trent Dilfer types or what right. have you. Like those things happen. Um, but here's why I do think it's important, Matt, because we just witnessed last year. Your quarterback goes down. You better have a quarterback that can, come, that can come in and at least win you a few games. Now, he went down for a, a long haul. But I think I saw New Orleans win with Taysom Hill and, and uh, what's his name, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I think I saw Nick Foles come in, not win the Super Bowl, not that year, but in 2018, the next year, and lead his team to a playoff victory and then on the brink of another NFC Championship berth as a backup quarterback. Um, I think it is, it does help. I've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Miami Dolphins come in as a backup quarterback and win some games for you while Tua was still trying to get it together. So my whole thing is if Dak has to go down for two to three games, I want to have a backup quarterback that can come in here and at least hold down the fort and get us two and one or possibly three and oh, until your, your potential you know, your Pro Bowl type quarterback comes back. That's why it's important to me. I'm not looking at it as if Dak goes down for the entire season, it's over. I'm looking at it as what if Dak misses two, three games, four games? 
we're going to need somebody to hold down the fort. That's why it's important to me. For sure. And so I guess what is so frustrating to me is that the backup quarterback isn't the backup position I'm worried about. The backup quarterback isn't what I'm worried about. Okay. If we got someone on the O-line go down, then it doesn't matter anyway. Because yeah. whoever you're going to put in there is a complete liability. So if you're worried about a backup and you're trying to spend money and you need somebody who's going to sure up a spot on your team, why would you go get a backup quarterback? They're barely going to be any better than any of the uh, – Gary Gilbert, right, I, who's not very great. I disagree. How oh, you – I think oh, you could find no, a be- you can find a better. I'm talking. About, I don't disagree with the offensive line part. Like that's our offensive line depth sure. is terrible, but I believe there are backup quarterbacks better than Garrett Gilbert. It's a reason why this guy does, has literally only has 44 pass attempts and he's 31 years old. For for sure, for sure, and I get where you're coming from. But whoever you're going to be able to go sign really isn't going to be that much better. Let me. You, you mean to tell me Marcus Mariota wouldn't have been a better option than Garrett Gilbert? Like a way who, better option. Who's Marcus Mariota? Who's Marcus Mariota playing for? I I think he signed back with Oakland for like three point five million dollars. If you don't know where he's playing, he really ain't that good. That well, I, I'm, I, listen. I'm not worried about him being this really good quarterback. I don't need the quarterback to come in and be Pro Bowl, right? I need you to come in here and hold down the fort and, and, and secure wins. I've seen Mariota be able to do that. Like, did you watch Mariota last year coming as a backup? Out of curiosity. No, I did not watch. He was. I'm gonna tell you this, up. Matt. He was really good. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He was really good. He was really good. And I don't even need him to be really good, but he was. And I was with Oakland, so. Yeah, I would have definitely signed Marcus Mariota for $3.5 million and not have to be talking about this. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I, I guess, I don't know. I just, I don't feel the same way, man. But I, I appreciate the call, and I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we're both meeting in the middle here. I get you. If he goes down yeah. for an extended period of time, I'm listen, it's pretty much over. <laughs> but I need to make sure we, the Cowboys can still win without him. For a few games, that's all. Thanks for calling in, Matt. Appreciate sure you. Enough. Yes, sir. I tell you, I tell you what about Matt, man. He he really he really gives us some something to talk about. You know, so there are people that feel this way about the backup situation. They don't uh, they don't care. But he did mention something that. Oh, let me. Sorry, he did mention something that was important. The offensive line situation is 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 in dire straits right now in regards to depth. Dire, dire straits in regards to depth. All right, I'm going to get to B-Bird, and then I'm going to move forward and talk about the defense. I don't want almost a whole hour without talking about the defense. I apologize, y'all. So this show may go a little longer, but hey, grab your coffee. Grab your coffee. It's the morning show, man. You know how we do. B-Bird, the OG. What's going on, B-Bird? Hey, not much, guy. How you doing this morning, man? I am good, good fella. How are you? Hey, uh, all right. One thing uh, um, I wanted to tell you that uh, it, uh, this 8 o'clock time that you got, man, is really working good. Uh, oh, thank you. you know, the structure of just knowing, you know, hey, 8 o'clock, you know, Monday wins. And I think during the season you're going to be uh, daily. Every day, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So just at this at the time, knowing that you're going to be at 8 o'clock, you know, you, you know, I'm kind of 7 o'clock around a little bit more. So that that's pretty cool. That's a little uh, benefit from, uh, you know, you being with A to Z Sports. Yes, but I do, I do want to say one thing though, man. I'm, I'm gonna take this from a Cowboys perspective and just say, hey, uh, the last caller wasn't all the way off, off. Uh, he, he, that's that's why I like, That's yeah. why I like the call from Matt because he. That's why I said yeah. we met in the middle because he's not lying. Like you know, he's not, he's he's yeah. not all the way wrong. 
but my point wasn't necessarily his point. My point was not an not an entire season, not for an extended period of time, but for a short period of time. I am worried. Now, one thing too, you brought up the Tua, uh, and and a lot of times too, it it depends on how great your quarterback is and what the fall off is, right? And so, if if you're, cash. I'm thinking about right now in in Green Bay, if Rodgers goes down, then what, right? It doesn't matter who your backup is because everything kind of you know goes around him. You know, oh, why? you start looking at some of these elite quarterbacks. Yeah, go ahead. Because of the cast, their cast is is good, but it's great because of Rodgers. I, this is no knock on Dak because I know people will be like, whoa, what do you mean? Dak Prescott, I believe, is a top 10, top 5 type of quarterback in this league. But if you get a capable backup, the cast in Dallas can help elevate that backup. I don't know that we, the Cowboys necessarily have a capable backup. That's that's my thing. Well, yeah, and, and so the, the, the Cowboys are actually, uh, if you look at it, you know, we talk about, the safety position in the past. We talk about the defensive tackle position in the past where they don't really have a lot of value for it. But they don't really have a lot of value for the backup quarterback. Now, they did handle the other two, which uh, are going to be on the field more often. So I, I applaud them for that. But the thing is, is that they only have so much money spread around this thing. And I'm not, and, and I'm definitely not on the uh, Stephen Jones. Uh, you know, he is cheap, to be honest with you. But the thing about it is, one thing I have to say is that when you propose a, a question or we have an issue now we got to say what quarterback it is now one thing i posted was or in the chat was uh if i'm jacksonville i ain't giving up an issue i mean i got a good one two quarterback situation with uh the rookie and Minshew uh behind him. i mean just in case something have injuries happen or whatever uh Minshew was a good player i mean the reason why you said that because he is a good capable player i mean why would they give him up yeah it's it's it all depends on the package right like Minshew's never, ever, 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 ever going to be your quarterback in Dallas. Or I'm sorry, in um in Jacksonville, right? And, and his value could be higher than it is than it's ever going to be because he hasn't had he's had decent seasons as a quarterback. So if I got my number one overall pick, 21, 22 years old, it's going to be my franchise quarterback, supposed to be for the next 15 years. If I could flip Minshew, I'm flipping Minshew, and I get me a veteran guy in here, right? Like that's that's the thing. Like there's no. There's no concerns or issues with uh, what's his name, um, the Golden Child. What's the quarterback? Say? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence injuries right now, right? But we saw their concerns and issues in Dallas with that going down last year with the shoulder thing. So, in my opinion, kind of got to prep just in case he does have to sit on a shelf for a little bit. That, that, that's all I'm saying. But you're right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Minshew for nothing. Like, oh, here's a six round pick for Minshew. Nah, you got to come at least mm-hmm. third minimum. Yeah, and the thing about it is, I mean, do you feel comfortable giving up a third-round pick for a backup that no. you hope that don't play? No. And that's the thing. So then you start looking around. You said, okay, you know, who can we get? You know, at this point in time, I know it is late in the game. But I'm saying, but who but who can we get? I mean, the thing about the quarterback position is that, you know, we got 32 teams, but we don't have 32 starters. And so right. if you don't have 32 starters, you definitely don't have, you know, the, the right amount of backups either. So. It's just a tough situation that they're in. Uh, I think that uh, with uh, Gary Gilbert had one good game, and just like the Cowboys, they love Flash. They grab onto it and it stuck him into their role. Instead of really evaluating the situation and say, okay, what we got here with this? I mean, is this good enough or is that a flash in the pan? And so then uh, when you figure out that it was a flash in the pan, then you got to say, okay, let's address this thing better. Now, he, you know, he just didn't look confident at all the other day. Oh, um, all preseason. So it was, and, and, 
and the thing about it is Cooper Cooper Rush, and I, I'll just say this too, it may be a case of just being the, the tallest midget, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> out of all of them. So, uh, that's true. You know, so we you know, that's true. It, they just look good next to them, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we don't know what we got in them. Uh, one thing they do, Stephen Jones does know, is that they don't cost a lot of money. And that's that's his favorite attribute for a player. So I don't know what they can do at this at this time. I think they just got to pick one of the three guys. And Cooper Rush did look like he didn't mind throwing the ball down the field, which you have to have a little bit of courage to be able to do that. And he looked the best. So at this point in time, I would def- I just saw something in him that looked different than the other quarterback, Danucci. He's not an NFL player nope. at this point in time, and it, and we've given him time to to be able to be that, and he's just not that. So, anyway, man, I'll just call in and touch bases with you. Uh, that did pique my interest just to call in about that quarterback situation because it is intriguing, but yes. I think they're kind of stuck where they are now. They stuck. They stuck, man. I appreciate you, B. Burt. And I'll talk to you later, bro. Yeah. See yeah, they're, they're, they're absolutely stuck, and it is what it is. But, all right, man, enough, enough about those guys. Let's get into this defense because the question was, who stood out to you in the game? And – I, I couldn't just pick one player on defense, so I have on my notes. The defense as a whole stood out to me. The defense as a whole. And we're, we're going to go through the units. So, of the defensive units, and I'll get to the chat. We'll put a bow on the quarterback stuff. But of the defensive units, who was the most impressive unit to you on defense? And I'll go through each one. Let me go ahead and kind of put a put a bow on this uh put a bow on this backup thing. Uh primetime said offensive backup is very much needed minus wide receiver. Uh Cooper Rush needs to be the backup. I think Cowboys mediocre again. I feel the O-line is not as good. The O-line starting will be fine. It's, it's, it's the depth. It's the depth. Uh L Maddox says I don't see Dak missing any time. This is just this is just conversation. Dak is an Iron Man. Even Tony Stark couldn't play through a broken ankle. He is an Iron Man. Like like the ankle injury was a freak accident, and but we saw it, and we saw what happened with the backups. It was it was scary. All right, let's talk defense, y'all. I'm sorry that we went that dang on long one on the offensive side of the ball in preseason week three or two, whatever. The defense was the most exciting part of the game, and for the second, third, third week in a row, I come away with this word: speed. Like, I'm really seeing the speed of this defense translate. And y'all know me. We talked about it last week. I said, I'm slow. I got to slow down on the defense. I'm excited at the all the little pieces. I'm excited with the, the coach they brought in. But let me just, let me just, I got to see some, right? I'm just, I'm telling y'all right now. This defense is not the 2020 defense. This defense is not the 2020 defense from coaching to players to philosophy to schematics. It's not. And it's evident, obviously, in the turnover in players, right? No Worley, no McCoy, no Poe, no Griffin, no Alden Smith, no Joe Thomas, no Sean Lee, Xavier Woods, Darian Thompson's not your starter. Cheeto, like there's a there's a ton of turnover talent wise, right? So we knew that coming in there was going to be a ton of turnover. It was how is Dan Quinn going to replenish this? Boy, listen, this draft is this draft 
And it's one thing I said about Dan. Individually, he's always gotten the best out of a lot of his players individually. It just never was able to come all together in multiple uh, seasons as a defense. But this draft, you can tell he focused on two things. Speed, length. Speed and length. Micah Parsons. This man right there. <laughs> I'm really trying, man. He's 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 gonna be phenomenal. I, I don't know what else to say. I, when he was drafted, a lot of people were upset with the whole, you know, taking a linebacker at a certain position. I kept saying, forget the position. There's certain players that if they're playmakers, you just take them. If they're that good, you just take them, right? Like, if you know, if you got deep down and you, you believe this player is just that damn good, you just take him. Michael Parsons is that guy. He's a blur. He's Flash. He's, uh, what's his name, uh, Quicksilver. He's all of that. But he's also he also can play like a dump truck at the line of scrimmage. And we know that play that was made. I'm actually going to feature it later on in the day in the extra point. I'm going to break that down. Him and Osa Dikizua. I'm going to break that down. But also, don't sleep on Keanu Neal. His speed at linebacker is evident. We talked about it after the Cardinals game. He just comes downhill at the line of scrimmage with such power and aggression. He's he's tough to block. When he's coming, he's tough to block. So I gotta I'm really excited to see Neil and Micah play together more often. I believe those are your starters as well as LVE. I feel like those three are going to do a lot of mix and match in there. Um, we saw Neil and Micah about 15 times line up. There were 28 plays, I think, in the first half that they got or some, something like that. Um, they lined up together 15 times, LVE and Jalen 10 times. And real quick, because I don't want to harp on it, I don't want to feel like I'm beating down on Jalen. It's, it's a wrap. Like, and, and, I, and please, if you think... Otherwise, on Jalen Smith, call in and tell me why. Jalen Smith is your fourth or fifth backer on this team. This has nothing, like, like this is no personal vendetta. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just watching these games. I see Micah Parsons, your best linebacker. I see the way Keanu Neal moves and, and, and makes plays. I'm LV, y'all, y'all can say what you want to say about LVE. I keep on saying it. As a healthy player, LVE is a good player. He's healthy right now. We're going to see if he's healthy moving forward. But you watch these preseason games. It is evident that Jalen Smith is the easiest player to block. Is the most unsure player at the linebacker position. And he's making the least impact. I know it's preseason. But I'm just saying. That's all we got right now, right? It's just evident He's not your guy. Like physically seeing it, not not the politics, not the read the tea leaves, right? Of bringing in Neil and drafting Michael Parsons and bringing in Jabril Cox, not that. Just on the football field, it's evident he's not the guy. I don't know what else more to say. I'm at the point right now, and you can screenshot me. You can do whatever you want. I hope he makes me eat my words. But at this point, I would much rather give the reps 
to Jabril Cox. When I say reps, I mean LVE, Keanu Neal, and Micah Parsons can do whatever the hell it is that you got Jalen Smith doing, literally. You can't tell me right now one thing that those guys, I'm sorry, one thing that Jalen does that those other guys can't do for you. You know what I mean? At, 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 the very, at the very least, at a replacement level, we know LV, I'm sorry, we know that Micah can do it at a far exceeding level. Um, so I would much rather give the young guy, Jabril Cox, those reps. If, if there's going to be a ton of reps for him, I doubt there's going to be a, a bunch during the regular season anyway. So I'll get off my soapbox on Jalen. I just want to tell y'all, I you know, went back, watched the tape, not the broadcast tape, the all 22 tape. Try to watch with an you know, objective eye, not having any agenda. And I kept coming away with, man, Jalen can't get off these blocks. He's getting blocked. I go on Twitter. I see my guy. We hadn't even talked. I see my guy, Jeff, said the same thing. And I said, damn, it's a shame because if we say this, the stands are going to come out. And they're going to come out and they're going to they're going to wave their Jalen Smith, you know, flag. And I'm just going to say once again, what Jalen Smith told you. Watch the tape. All right, what y'all talking about over here? Choctaw said LVE sus. Please stop. All right, listen. If you think LVE is sus, Jalen Smith is worse. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you think LVE is sus right now, I'm not talking about in 2018. I'm not talking about in 2019. I'm not talking about in 2020. And boy, was he bad in 2020. I'm talking about right now. Jalen Smith does not look that good. I'm just being real. And I will come back and say he does look good. If he puts on tape, that does look good. But Choctaw and whoever else, please go find me in the preseason this preseason where Jalen Smith looked like the best linebacker on the team or looked better than any of those, any of them. I'm talking Jabril. I'm talking Micah. I'm talking Neil and I'm talking LVE. Show me where he's looked better. He hasn't. This is, this is done. Look, Neil Cox and Parsons are your guys moving forward. I can give a hell about LVE moving forward. To be honest with you, those are the guys moving forward. I'm just stating the obvious right now. I'm just being completely real with y'all, and it is what it is. Mikael says, Sky, you think Jalen would be open to being a special team star? It doesn't matter if he's open to it. If I'm the coaches, that's what you got to do if you believe he can help you on special teams. Uh, Ivan, Jalen's injury was too much to overcome. I, you know, possibly. LVE over Jalen, says Lewis. Uh, ball awareness, says Chandra. He moves slow. And you know what's crazy? It, it ain't just like physically he's moving slow. It's mentally. It's mentally. It's mentally. Maybe maybe we'll do some, do some film breakdown to show you how quicker LVE, Neil, and Parsons are to reacting than Jalen. Because when Jalen gets going, he's not that slow when he gets going. It's, he looks slower because he's not seeing it as quick. And he can't he's not he's not a quick twitch player as it is, right? So he has to be coming downhill. He still struggles with fighting through the scrap. Yeah, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I, I would Jabril Cox was fantastic, by the way. He's fantastic. How how much longer are you going to tame this young man? He I don't even know who it was. If it was a slot receiver or running, I don't know who it was, but somebody did a whip route on him and he was right with that receiver tight end running. I don't know who it was. 
It was a thing of beauty. Caught it for a few yards, but it is what it is. It was a thing of beauty. In the run game, his demise has been exaggerated. Jabril Cox. They, they labeled Jabril Cox soft. It's anything but. Jabril Cox is showing up in the run game. If you don't get a body on Jabril Cox, he will wreck your play. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Jabril Cox in this preseason. I mean, Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons, right? He's the line. He's the guy at linebacker, but Jabril Cox looks so much fun to watch. He's so much fun to watch. Um, fantastic against threes and fours. I mean, that's all we have. See, that's that's my thing, Choctaw. We can't say, oh, well, Jabril Cox only looks good against threes and fours. But what is Jalen doing against ones and twos? What is Jalen doing against one and twos? In the great words, Cat Williams, don't worry. I'll wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, man. I don't want to kick Jalen Winnie down, but we got to stop calling these players, man. I, not tell this to Jalen. Like, yo, you good dude. I want to see <laughs> Michael Parsons, Jabril Cox, and Keanu Neal. They just look like more impactful players. Um, Dave Heller made a great point about Jabril Cox. We have to realize that he doesn't get many reps due to where he's at on the depth chart. He's behind Jalen. He's behind LVE, Neil Parsons. So he doesn't get many reps in camp. Then he gets into the game and he just balls. So he's what we call a gamer. Jabril is looking like a gamer. So I would love to see him get some wreck with the twos, maybe some wreck with where, like I said, where, where Jalen's at, but it's not going to happen. I think when you're, when your owner calls you the cornerstone player, let's be real. That ain't true, but he said that he's going to see his share. He's going to see probably, it should definitely dip from 95% of snaps to below 50 at this point, but he's going to see his share. All right. So, Jay, uh, not Jalen, but uh, Jabril Cox was fantastic. So let's move to the D-line. The D-line was fun to watch running the back. Randy Gregory? <laughs> Randy Gregory gave that left tackle fits. I don't know who your left tackle is, uh, Eastside Herald, our resident Houston Texan fan. I don't know if that was your number one left tackle, number two, whoever the hell it was. He couldn't handle Randy Gregory. Could not handle that man. Um once they get Demarcus Lawrence back, it is now going to be up to the interior to help out these guys because teams are going to have trouble. It's going to come to a point where they're likely, I'm being real, they're likely going to say, yo, we can't double D-Law. We've got to take our chances with him because this guy over here is whooping our tackle. Be it speed, be it power, he's showing that combination of speed to power. Like I said before, I believe his power is caught up to that athleticism so Randy Gregory man I I think that he's going to have a pro bowl type year he don't have to go to the pro bowl but nine to ten sacks I can easily see Lewis said Randy looked amazing off the edge he did my goodness man and let me show a little bit some highlights of the defensive line and the other one was this guy Bradley and I Bradley and I is showing up um if you had any doubt on Bradley and I, you got it. It should be erased after these last two performances, man. Three tackles, two stops, tackle for loss against the Texans. Some more pressure, but 
But but look at Randy Gregory and our guy Oso Nigazua just pretty much whip. Whipped it. I mean, this was the first play of the game. And this is Oso right here. I mean, I mean, come on. It's getting to the <laughs> it's getting to the point now with with with, with Osa. It's it's get it's getting to that point now with Osa Digizua where we got to start talking about him being the guy moving forward and not giving it back. I tweeted that before, seventy five and forty eight, which is Osa Digizua and Jabro Cox feel like the type of young players that if they are giving an extended opportunity due to some unforeseen circumstances, due to unfortunate circumstances, they're not going to give that position back. If they get the opportunity, they may not be giving that position back. And and I think we're seeing that with 75. Oh, so Digizua. It's a wrap for somebody. Now, the season will likely start off Carlos Watkins and Osa. Like, that's probably going to be your starting uh, unit on the interior. And when Neville Gallimore gets back, there's not a chance in hell I'm sending Oso Digizua to the bench. Neville just going to have to be that one tech, right? Ish. They aren't really doing a whole lot of four down linemen. As you can see in some of these alignments, a lot of it is is two up, two down, three, four looks. Uh, Michael Parsons playing on the edge. Like they're moving. They're doing a lot of things up front that I'm, I'm liking. A lot of things up front. What, what y'all talking about here in the chat? What y'all like over here in the chat? Paul says they never mentioned Tristan Hill. So Osa. Oh, oh yeah. Tr- Tristan Hill is an afterthought. Tristan Hill. You hope to get Tristan Hill on the pup list to start the pup list throughout the season or possibly IR, but that's the wrap for Tristan, in my opinion. Donald says, young defense should get better as the season goes. They do fly around. Yeah, and that's the thing that I mentioned at the top of this segment. The national media seems to be running with this Cowboys defense, Cowboys defense thing. Like, they suck, blah, 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 blah. Obviously, we have to see the season. But I wonder, are they paying attention? Because it's coming off as if they think this is the same exact defense with the same exact coaches and the same exact players. It's not, Cowboys Nation. Like, you guys see it. You see the speed. You see the complexity up front. I'm seeing it up front. But you're seeing the, how can I put it, the simplicity on the back end. Let me finish off this defensive line real quick, though. Uh, Brent Urban looks like a, a value get. I don't want to call it a steal, but he looks like a value get. Brent Urban is doing exactly what I've seen him do in Chicago. Um, he's holding the line of scrimmage. He's playing the two gap very well. He's actually penetrating. He's you know he's actually getting in the backfield sometimes. He, he looks he looks good. Brent Urban looks like a really damn good role player, and and if he if he plays well enough, I would love to keep him around. Uh, Quentin Bohanna. Continues to be a load. A little bit better down down and down out in the last game, but he still has to work on that. But Quentin Bohanna, man, when he when he gets it, they're not like he's not being moved. The only way you're gonna be able to move Q is if you're doing zone blocking and you make him have to take an angle and you're using his momentum because you're not moving Quentin Bohanna one on one, at least. So Quentin Bohanna and Brent Urban, if they can continue to handle the double teams well. The linebackers will be able to roam free. They'll be able to roam free. All right. We'll get into the defensive back here in a quick defensive backfield here in a quick second. 
Steve White says, next three to five years look awesome for the Cowboys, for us. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a big window, Steve. <laughs> three to five years. I'm, I'm a one-year-at-a-time guy. Um, MD says, Anai doing his thing. Yeah, Anai, Anai is probably one of your top four most gifted pass rushers. Maybe three, maybe third. But he, he he's he's there. He has shown the last two games, you'd be fools to cut me. You'd be fools. Uh, Roland says, Big D in Dallas, let's talk about the best 11 starters on most on the most side of the ball, the best 11 players on one defense. Uh, Choctaw said, I like when Dallas, uh, like, like I said, when Dallas keeps getting rid of players, that will be a key piece down the stretch of the season. Dallas will never get over that hump of depth. Defensively, the only the only y'all know I talked about this. The edge rushers was my concern depth wise. It was the edge rushers. Anaya is helping me feel better about that. I, I truly believe he can be a staple six man of sorts as an edge rusher. Terrell Basham, I I want to say Terrell Basham, but he got hurt and he hasn't played. I've seen his tape in the NFL. I think Terrell Basham can be uh, a solid role player as an edge rusher. But after Terrell Basham and before I saw Anaya, I was like, ah. Dorrance Armstrong is showing some things. Still Dorrance Armstrong. Let's see it. Uh, so defense and depth is what I was worried about. I'm not really. The back end is what it is. It's a lot of talent. A lot of singular talent back there. In fact, I like the safety depth at t- talent-wise. Obviously, we got to see it. Corners. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. There's good news and there's eh, news. The good news is that throughout preseason, the coverage has looked pretty good. Across the board, starters, backups, the coverage has been pretty decent. I mean, we haven't really been seeing these guys give up a ton of big plays aside from a couple push-offs. Coverage has been pretty dang good. Um, they made things tough for Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills in that Texans game. Obviously against backups, but nonetheless. Um, Lee Cooker debut back there. He moved around fine, made a big hit. You know, first action, first game back. I think Malik Cooker, once he gets it going, you'll have some good depth there. He just has to stay healthy. Jaron Curse, we're talking safeties here. There was some unsureness about him making this team. He's making this team. <laughs> J-Ron's making this team. It's one. It's not just one of those things of read the tea leaves. Because if you read the tea leaves, he's on special teams. He's running with some of the ones, some of the twos. That goes to show you he's making his team. But then just watch. He's playing much faster. He's, he's playing a lot short of himself. Um, and he seems to be the go-to guy for the big nickel. For those that don't know who the big, what the big nickel is, it's three safeties on the field. Where that third safety has to be a bit of a hybrid linebacker. Been playing that role his whole career. Um, and he's playing it well so far in preseason. And in fact, he got that hurry. I don't want to call it a sack, but essentially it ended up being a uh, intentional grounding on Davis Mills. He got that off of being rushed from the big nickel position. So, J. Ron's making his team. He's making his team. Here's the eh news. I think we prepared ourselves for Anthony Brown being the starter, right? No shocker. 
But Jordan Lewis is your starting cornerback at the slot position. I mean, that's just it, folks. The Maurice Kennedy dream is over in regards to starting. Now, he may get some reserve snaps or what have you. Uh, somebody goes down. You got Mo that can come in and play inside and out. But there's your starting cornerback is going into week one and possibly until otherwise. Trevon Diggs, Anthony Brown on the boundary, and then Jordan Lewis in the slot. That is what you're going to see. Lewis played 21 of the 28 first half snaps in the slot, and Mo didn't really get in until the second half. Where he played a lot. He played 20 something snaps in the second half. So that that's your eh news. I say eh because it's not like J. Lou sucks and Trevin is good. But I believe we all wanted to see Maurice Kennedy. We believe he earned that slot cornerback position. And it looks like it's not going to go to him. And it's hard to say it's not politics. It's hard to say that. Because you signed Jordan Lewis to a three-year deal. So now J. Lou has to play. When we're watching this, Maurice Kennedy has been the better player. So a bit frustrating. A bit frustrating. Let's get back to the chat. RB Nightmare says, McQuamu to the practice squad then? That all depends. We'll get down. We'll get. We'll do our 53-man roster proje- projections next week because tomorrow there's going to be a cut down of five more guys, and then next week they have to cut down all the way to 53, I think. We'll get down to it. Um, McQuamu's look... Look, look decent. He's still a project. I mean, I, I think we have to understand, like, he's not ready to be your, your your safety three. He's not ready to start. He's still much of a, of a project. A, a very intriguing pro- project with upside. But if McQuamu doesn't make this team, I'm not going to I'm not gonna throw a hissy fit about it. He's not better than Malik Hooker. He's not better than DeMonte KZ. He's not better than Donovan Wilson. And honestly, J. Ron Curse is a better player right now. I mean, I'm, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. So the, the question then becomes, are you going five safeties? And, and Because if you're going to go five safeties, I think I would want to put McQuamo in over Darian Thompson. Or are you going to carry six safeties? So it, it, it's an interesting discussion to have about McQuamo. It's an interesting discussion to have. Let's get into the phone lines. Get a couple of these and then we're going to close them up. 512, what it is, what it do? Hey, what up, Scott? This is Dylan from Austin. What's going on, Dylan? Hey, not much. I was, uh, you know, first off, want to say, you know, big fan of the show. Uh, love you guys. Thank you, you sir. Know, uh, Botch Foots. I mean, all you guys putting out this, you know, real content. Real isn't content. just, uh, you know, clickbait. Yes, sir. So I appreciate all that. You guys are, you guys are awesome. So uh, anyway, I just want to talk about a little about the offensive line, man. Um, you know, the starters, I think we're, we're solid here, but I, I see that as the, the downfall of our team potentially this year, you know, losing maybe Tyron or Lyle out there. Yeah. Um, but you know, cause the depth, the depth, I don't, I don't, I don't see it there, uh, but you know, with Inseki or, um, you know, steel, you know, that, that's just scary, especially with that Prescott just now healthy. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to see what you, your kind of thoughts are on, on that depth. And then um, just some of my thoughts on the defense is, you know, first off right off the bat with, um, Dan Quinn coming in, we know that we're going to be a little bit better off just from a scheme and, and putting players in positions to succeed. And then Parsons, man, 
Gregory, Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs, and then our safety positions, immediate upgrade from last year with Darian Thompson and, and Woods back there. So just some of my thoughts, just wanted to call in, uh, show some love, and see what your thoughts are on this offensive line depth and how we're going to address that. I, I don't think they're going to. Um, I think we're stuck at where we're at. It's similar to the quarterback position, right? Like, like the backup quarterback situation where um, you, you had a chance. You had a shot to, to address that depth in the offseason. They went out and got in second, which I thought was going to be decent depth, not going to lie to you. Uh, but he's looking every bit of 36 years old. So that that, that goes to yeah. show you that he's not the guy. And, and we know Terrence Steele and, and Brandon Knight at tackle is not. So they're in trouble depth-wise. The only thing I can think they'll do to possibly address it is is cut-down day, right? Uh, what happens on cut-down day, sometimes it may be a number crunch. And, uh, you know, a guy has to go. And what will happen is teams will start calling. They'll see. They see what's happening in Dallas, and they'll say, hey, Jerry, I have my backup left tackle or my third or fourth right tackle who I think is better than Brandon Knight or Terrence Steele. Before I cut him, you know, I'll, let's swap him for a guy you're going to cut, which may be that we've seen this happen before with Kansas City. We traded him to Darius, to Darius Ward, the cornerback, and we got uh, E. Parker, I can't remember his first name, as depth. Well, Parker never got a chance to play. Ward is now a, a pretty solid cornerback in this league. So that's maybe right. something they can do to address the situation. Because if you think about it, if you're going to cut a, a lineman in this league that's deprived of good lineman depth, that guy's probably not that good either. Right. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you for the call, though. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks, guy. Adios. Have a good rest of the week. Uh, let's get five, six. Well, we'll try five, four, oh, five, four, oh, are you there? Five, four, oh, all right, five, four, oh, you still, you still, all right, five, six, one. What's going on? Yo, what's happening? Uh, what's happening, Skywalker, man? It's Jake the Great, man. Jake the Great, what's up, Jake? I am not much, man. Just uh, touching on what you was talking about. Uh, I agree with you, man. I, I don't believe that the backup quarterback is on this team because, you know, I love the Dallas Cowboys, but I love football. I've been watching a lot of preseason. I believe, like, we got, like, the worst backup quarterbacks in the league, man, because, like, fair. I feel so bad for the uh, <laughs> for the wide receivers, man, because, like, you know, the boys can't even stretch the field. I watch uh, uh, Pittsburgh. I watch San Diego. Not San Diego. Los Angeles. And they got third-string quarterbacks that just – taking a chance and throwing the ball deep. I just don't believe the backup quarterback is on this team. Maybe Ben DiNucci might go in the practice squad. I don't know, but he's not on this team. And if, if it's Dak or Buff and it's we Dak have to play these guys, it's definitely going to be Buff. It's Dak or Buff at this point. And you're right. You made a good point. I saw this on Twitter as well. How do you really evaluate the, the second, third, fourth team wide receivers with these quarterbacks? You know what I mean? Like that, you, you Man, can't. DiNucci is awful. It's awful. Now Cooper Rush had a good game, you know, but prior to that, it was it was hard to really evaluate. So, it's rough, man. It's rough. No, with with, with that with that Cooper Rush, I can't eat that cheese, man. I can't. Well, I'm with you. I'm not Cooper eating Rush it because because you couldn't make the Giants, and when you you were the backup quarterback, there's no surprise with you, Cooper Rush. No offense, no disrespect to him as a man or nothing, but like when you was the backup quarterback here. You, you didn't do anything. They had to bring in Andy Dalton to let you go. So what makes you think that the Giants don't want you and now you're going to come back here to Cowboys land? And I just don't see it. You know, I hopefully 
they go get uh, somebody else. And um, I, I'm really loving what I'm seeing from the defensive line. After mm-hmm. watching the game for, like, the, the second time, you know what I mean? Like, there was, like, no movement. And, I mean, when they said hi, you see, our line is, is dominating them and just the speed, you know, like, Cowboy yeah. Nation, man, we need to forget about uh, uh, 2020, man. This, this yeah. is a different monster, I'm man. With you, These man. boys are flying. I'm with you. That, that, yeah, get that yeah, out yeah. your head. Get that out your head. And, and it's so funny because when I was uh, studying the film, that's exactly what I kept coming away with. Like, this, this defensive line is not getting pushed back. In fact, they're doing a lot of the pushing. You know, it's either a stalemate, which is good. It's not a bad thing because you're not you're not getting pushed back two, three yards and the running back's not being touched for two, three yards, or they're penetrating one way or another. Now, sometimes you'll see 98 kind of get a little bit out of position because he's still learning how to play within this scheme because here's one thing I, I did catch Dan Quinn lying about in a good way. He told us that Quentin Bohanna was going to be right here over the center, sometimes right here over the center. He lied. Quentin Bohanna is lining up, lining up as a five technique sometimes. In fact, there was a, there was a uh, possession where we saw Quentin Bohanna, um, Brett, Brett, Brett Urban, and Hamilton. Three big boys, three one techs, three one stuffers in there. Now, it was during a running play, and you saw Bohanna kind of playing that five technique. And to me, that goes to show they're doing it because they appreciate his versatility. He's not a 360-pound fat guy that can't do anything else, and he's not. If you watch Bo, he can move. So I'm, yeah, ex- I'm, ex- I'm excited about the – yeah, excited. Super excited. And um, I don't want to come to the defense of Anthony Brown because, you know, I feel the same feel way it. as everybody. <laughs> but I think it gets to the it, – it, it gets to the, the – he just probably knows the playbook better than everybody else. And – and you know he's that he's that smart guy in the back of the room that just raises his hand. I know the answer. I know the, he just knows where he needs to be. And um, I think we have to go back like two years into Anthony Brown's rookie year. You know when he was that six round draft pick that nobody expected. And I believe he's a way better zone corner. Yes. With a good safety on top of him than a than a man to man. And I believe when he's the man to man, that's when we he gets exposed, and that's when we as Cowboy Nation, like, yo, can we pick this dude off the boat already? Like, real. But I, I, I believe, like I said, I don't want to come to his defense, but I believe we have better safety play. I think we'll see a better Anthony Brown. You know, that's all I got there, Skywalker. Hey, man, great call. I appreciate you, man. All right. Have a good day. Uh, he's, he's not totally wrong with AB. <laughs> uh, but get ready. This defense, this defense – will rely on a lot of man. There will be a lot of single high. Um, there will be a lot of safety down in the box. Get get ready. So we're going to be yelling at our TV at Anthony Brown, especially week one. Again, this is no shocker. Said this a million times. A lot of people probably said the same thing. The back end, due to how it's structured, is going to be reliant on the pass rush. Big time. Not like sometimes you have a really talented back end and they can help the pass rush. This this front seven is going to have to carry the back end all year, at least for 2021. At least for 2021. Thank you, David C., for saying great content. All right, listen, 252, and then we're going to lock this thing up. Uh, 252. 
five two. What it is, what it do? Hey, what it do, Sky? What's going on? Hey, this is on um, TP from NC. What, yo, TP from NC. Let me tell you about TP from NC. TP from NC used to call me when I first came yeah. on on yeah. YouTube with my Google number, and I would go on my Google yeah. number, and he lead me to some fire messages, man. I might, I might bring that back. What's up, TP? Nothing much. I see you got a new scenery, man. Where, where you at? You, you still in PA or you in, you in Texas? Where you at? I'm in Texas now, good brother. Dallas, Texas. I am in the heart of Cowboys Nation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. You where I want to be, man. You where I want to be. Uh, I'm not going to get off the off too much, but that's why I was, I was stationed in, um, in Texas. I was at Fort Hood. But anyway, um, I do believe the defense The defense is um, it's, it's a lot better. I'm like you. I don't know what's up with these media people always talking about um, they're gonna have to, the defense sucked last year and the defense this, defense that. But they got to understand, from year to year, you know, the teams are different, man. Yeah. I don't know what's up with that. I, I really don't. Well, you know, when you... I, I don't know what's up with that. But um, I think we're going to be better. And um, I, and, I, and I hate to keep beating a, a dead horse, but, but Jalen, his injury is really showing up now. You know, I wish they could find something for him, like, you know, a package or something. But it's intimate now. His, his injury is slowing him up. It looks like he, 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 he's struggling to pick his feet up or something out there. And, he, and sometimes he even get lost. But, but by the youngsters being so fast and so disruptive, it's kind of hiding him a little bit. But if you really look at it, you can see, you can see it. that, that he, he just don't have that lift like he used to. You, you can, know, it's a good story and everything. And um, something's gonna have to happen after a while. Like I mean, at this point, at this at this point, is this extremely obvious what he is? Yeah, yeah. you know, um, yeah. and yeah. and and just because of who he is and his contract, that that shouldn't deter you from playing the people that need to play. It, exactly. it shouldn't. If exactly. it's if it's a true meritocracy, if it's if it's truly about playing the best players. Let's not kid ourselves. He's no longer one of your best players on defense, or at the linebacker position yeah. at least. You know what's funny, and, and I don't want to derail this, but what, what's happening now is I think people that were all gung-ho on Jalen are actually seeing this. But they're so in this Jalen camp that they got to find something. So what they're finding right now is, well, he's better than LVE. And, I mean, what, 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 if you truly believe that, we're talking about Neil and Parsons and Jabril Cox being your linebackers, for real. Exactly. So who cares exactly. if he's better exactly. than the fourth best linebacker on the team if you believe that LV is the fourth best linebacker on the team? Who cares? Is he, is, he yeah. worthy to, <laughs> is he worthy to play 80, 90, 95% of the snaps? Exactly. You're lying to yourself. If you're watching what we're watching and you say yes. And, and, and um, not, I'm not going to hold you long, but I was looking at a clip when they was interviewing uh, Michael, pa Michael Parsons, and they asked him about his partner, um, Jabir Cox. And he was like, I can't wait until, um, you know, we get, on the, we get on there together, and, and, and maybe it's going to happen soon. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you, know, you know something we don't know? You they know. know. They know. I'm going to try to dig on that. That's interesting. But he know. He, he's, they see it. They're at practice. They see the games. Like, Jabril Cox has special qualities to him. It's just the fact that he wasn't the superb run guy, which is wild to me because in the NFL now, I'd, if my linebacker 
is elite at covering and just okay at, you know, defending the run. I, I use quotes because okay, I mean, defending the run is mostly about up front, right? And reading your keys and right. being able to read your keys in regards to linebackers. J- Jabril has no problem reading the keys. Like, that's not an issue. That never was right. an issue even in college. Like, Jabril can read it, right? It was just about, is Jabril physical enough? People were questioning his physicality at the linebacker position. You can't come away from preseason and say, that man's not physical. Right. No. Right. Jabril is showing you that. They just like when Zeke and Zach, Zeke and Dak came out together, that fire that they brought to the team. Mm. You know, and I'm kind of like looking at that with Micah and maybe Jabril. And, um, and a lot of these cats, man, I think sooner or later, as the season goes, they're going to start fading maybe to second string, third string. You know what I'm saying? You uh, know, we're, we're seeing the calls of the inex- We're seeing yeah, it we're now. Seeing it. We're seeing it, we're at, seeing it at this moment right now. LVE and Jalen are taking little baby steps back to Neil yeah. and Parsons. Yeah. It's just a matter of when yeah. the season gets going, are you going to sit out here? If Neil plays like he's playing now, are you going to say, I'm taking him off the field for nine or 54 or I'm sorry, or 55. If, right. if, you know, you can't really do that if they're playing that well, but right now I haven't seen anything right now on, on <laughs> tape right now to show me that number 11, number 42, number 55 and number 48 are not worthy of being out there more than the other guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm telling you, Scott, but look here, man. It was nice talking to you, man. Hey, may hey, I, 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 I pray none of the blessings upon you, man. And um, thanks, sir. Hey, hey, I'm envious, man. I, I want to be out there. My home's supposed to be in Dallas, but <laughs> but you know, other things. We'll talk about that another time. But yeah. um, hey, keep doing your thing, thanks, man. Sir. And um, don't forget about don't forget about TP from NC, baby. I ain't hey, forget I'm, about the TP. Hey. Appreciate you, man. I got you, boy. Do your thing. <laughs> thanks, sir. TP from NC, always, oh. always, always a good call, man. Yeah, and I already know what's going to happen, man. They're going to be like, Scott, hey, just I, I don't. I just want the best players out there. That's all, man. That's all. That's all. Primetime says, I love that we have a linebacker court to argue about. And that's what's dope, right? Like, Jalen could go play for, I don't I don't know whose team has a, a linebacker issue and probably be a top three linebacker on their team. Not in Dallas. Not in Dallas. Uh, put the four INTs on the board right now for Cox. Oh, so you're saying he's going to get four picks this year. That would be interesting. I think what's going to end up happening with Micah is we're going to end up seeing his coverage ability shine this year. Because remember, that coming out, a lot of people were saying he can't cover. But what they wouldn't say is the context point, point to that. No, no, no. They ain't asked him to cover. Because he was one of those, like a high school player, right, where you can do everything, so we're going to tell you to do everything. Michael was just out there doing everything defensively. And it was like, coverage, psh, I don't need you to cover. But when you do go back there and cover it, so Michael looked good doing it. So he doesn't look lost. So I think we'll see that Michael's coverage ability will uh, shine through and, and we'll, we can eliminate that aspect of his game that people think he can't do. Um, really, what he just needs is experience. That's all he's lacking right now. He, he He's physically gifted, mentally gifted to do everything you want to be able to do at the linebacker position. He, he just needs experience. Excuse me. Says that Micah Speed is a 93 on Madden. That makes sense. It makes sense. All right, now, I held y'all for too long today, but I knew that was going to happen. The day after the games can get like that. Um, you might, you might want to expect that 
during the season. I do know that Friday show after the opening game. Woo. If I, I apologize if I'm on here like this. Because, because uh, a night game on Thursday, turn around Friday, 8 o'clock in the morning, it's going to be the first time I've done that. It's, it's going to be uh, interesting. So either I'm going to be like this or I'm going to be all hopped up on espresso and coffee and just going crazy. So So bear with me on that day. That'll be the first time. And just bear with A to Z Sports at this moment right now, uh, A to Z Sports Dallas, as we are getting acclimated to the new everything on this channel, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. It's it's all new. It's brand new in Dallas, but I hope you guys are enjoying it, right? I'm loving this. B-Bird talked about it earlier. The 8 o'clock, I love this. I love waking up, being able to start my day with you guys, and coming on later, shooting another video to you guys, and then... You'll have Mauricio, who was on last night. Continue to please support him. Um, and you'll see both of us come together probably next week, either on his show or mine. I'm not quite sure yet, uh, prior to the game. And I'm hoping to have some great news for y'all this week in regards to the game day events. I'm, I've been holding this in forever because we have to dot I's and cross T's. But eventually, uh, the good news will come out Um for the game day live events. And if you live in Dallas or around the Dallas area, come through. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot going on, man. Um, I'm so excited to be beginning this journey with A to Z. I'm so excited for you guys to be here with me to, to begin this journey um, with A to Z. James Runnels, he says that restaurant debate was fire. So what he's talking about is Boss Cowboy, Law Nation, and, and myself were all at practice on Friday. And we got to talking about running backs and Ezekiel Elliott and, and do you need an elite running back and things like that. It was fire. That is like the raw debate sky. Like, I I'm, I love to debate. Yeah, it's what it is. Uh, but that was raw, super raw. So go check that out on Law Nation's page if you want to see sky in action, man. Uh, let's get through some of these comments, man. Hey, look, give me, do me a favor. If you got emojis, drop the fire emojis. If you enjoyed the show today, if you enjoy what's happening um, with A to Z Sports Dallas, with the morning show, with the prime time, and just everything coming along, you know, coming along. The website is still A to Z Sports Dallas.com, but we are transitioning that over to A to Z Sports.com. And once that happens, we good to go. I'll be bursting. Hey, Sky, uh, that debate you had with Boss at the restaurant was fire, is the one. Uh, Stephen White, thank you, good sir. Uh, talk to the chat for a while. Yeah, I'm talking to you guys. You already know. How is 4340 equal 93? Madden, not sure. Thank you, Professor O. Uh, says, great show. Um, James says, Sky, this site is so smoothly ran. Uh, be ready for Derek Ingleton to make that call. <laughs> Thank you. I told y'all before on here, if you ha- if you don't know, uh, Derek Derek is a uh, big-time, big-time inspiration to me. He, I don't think he knows that just quite yet, but um, I've been listening to Derek for over a decade, back when it was just like Derek and Nick Eatman. <laughs> and they was doing stuff in a little tiny room, probably tinier than this, uh, at, at Valley Ranch. So, yeah, it's my guy, man. Appreciate the fire emojis. Let me let y'all see them fire emojis. Appreciate it. Choctaw. If y'all thinking Dallas is going to be Super Bowl better, rethink it. Let's slow down, Choctaw. Let's slow down. I don't like to do the Super Bowl talk before before the season. A lot of things have to happen. We got to see things before we go Super Bowl talk. There's other people that do that, though. Salute to them. Yeah, man, appreciate y'all, man. Love to see the fire emojis in here. Uh, special case said Raw Debate Sky had the vein popping out the side of his neck. 
ain't lying. He ain't lying. I'm very passionate, man. Like y'all could tell. I'm very passionate, very energetic, a positive guy, but I'm also gonna be real. You know I mean? Gonna be real. Gene says no shirts with flowers. Boss, boss be tripping out. Boss good. Uh Devline, uh, Bohanna's agility and movement has surprised them. Yes. Big Bo can move. Big Bo can move. I mean, 6'4", 3'30", something. He moving like that. Uh, Paul, thank you, Paul. He says, Eagleton will be lucky to have Will on the team. Stay safe, Skywalker. Yeah, you guys stay safe as well, man. I, I truly do appreciate all this, man. Uh, I was only able to see 20 minutes. But I still enjoy the show as I always do. Keep doing your thing, young Skywalker. We're proud of you, my guy. Keep grinding. Thank you. Hey, y'all know what I say. Run it back. If you miss it, run it back. The audio I'm going to upload after I get off here onto our podcasting platforms. It's A to Z Sports Live. So if you want to find the audio, you missed the video. A to Z Sports Live. You'll see me up there. Kind of got my hands crossed like this. You'll see me. Click on that. It'll have our most recent episodes. And soon, in fact, I need to talk to Mo. We'll have Mo's episodes uploaded as well. Now, mine's goal is a little bit long. I promise y'all I'm going to try to shorten this thing down to hour, hour 15 but y'all know me. We can go. So as long as y'all cool with it, I'm cool with it. But with that said, let's press this button. Keep rocking with us, man. A to Z Sports Dallas. Skywalker still on Twitter. Boom. Follow me. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy your Monday. If you missed it, like I said, run it back. Check us out on IG, A to Z Sports Dallas. Also on Twitter and Facebook. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Love you guys. Peace. I want me some glory hope.